Think about some of the great teachers you've observed or had the pleasure of working with throughout your life. What made them great? What separates them in your mind from other teachers that you've had? One thing that I've noticed is that exceptional teachers have an innate ability to inspire and motivate those they teach. Their focus is not as much on the content or the curriculum or the goals that they've set for the year, but rather on the individual learner, where they are, what's important to them. Finding a way to connect on that kind of a personal level and inspire them to work hard and do their best, foster a sense of curiosity and a desire to learn and grow and improve. Now, this is something that may take a little time to develop, but I believe anyone can learn to do this and be this kind of teacher. We can all learn new ways to inspire and motivate those we teach. Today, I'm sharing three helpful strategies, three ways to help your students or choir members grow and reach their full potential. I'm Ashley Danu, and you're listening to Field Notes on Music Teaching and Learning. Writing field notes is a way of documenting and processing what we see in the world. This podcast is a collection of creative ideas, practical strategies, and thoughtful observations from the field of music teaching and learning. Here you'll find creative and pedagogically sound teaching tips, fresh new approaches you can use in your ministry and teaching, and insight into a few tried and true systems and creative processes designed to help you do your best work. Let's get started. If you've been teaching for a while, you know that there's not a one-size-fits-all approach. You might be able to develop some strategies that give you a framework for teaching and save you some planning time each year. You might have a set of processes that you found to be efficient and effective for teaching and learning, but one variable we can't control is who we're teaching. The fact of the matter is we work with people, young, old, small groups, large groups, one-on-one, whatever your situation looks like, we all work with people. And people change. Even if you work with the same group of people from one year to the next, people change. Dynamics change. Life happens. We're all living in a world that's constantly changing. Change is unavoidable. As such, it's important to constantly be checking in on those systems and processes you've set up and see how they're working, where there may be room for improvement. When it comes to inspiring and motivating others, this is one area we can come back to over and over again and still find new ways to reach people, to connect with people, to engage and encourage and support people in the learning process. You might find, if you work with more than one person, that you have several different approaches that you use because one might be more effective for a certain type of person or learner than another. Here are three helpful strategies you might try in your teaching this year. Number one, listen and observe. This has been one of my goals, personally and professionally, on and off for the last few years because I feel like there's always room for improvement here. We can all learn how to be better listeners, how to pay attention to the people around us, to develop an awareness and understanding of where they are, what they know, 
and how we might be able to help. So some strategies for this. Ask questions and really listen to the answers you get. This will help you gain insight and develop deeper understanding. Don't think about what to say back as they're talking. I'm totally guilty of this. Instead, just try to focus on listening. You're simply taking in information and you'll have time to process it and form a response later. This is kind of like data collection. You're just taking in the information that you're hearing and seeing and observing from the people that you're working with. Another idea is to model something and really listen closely to the response that you get back. What do you hear? What do you see? Take a moment to breathe. Maybe close your eyes to strengthen your other senses and evaluate what you experience in the response. Finally, provide opportunities every so often for self-reflection and self-evaluation. One strategy I've used before is to hand out index cards. On one side, you write something I learned at the top, and on the other side, write something I'm still struggling with. Or depending on the age of the people you're working with, you might have a statement like something I didn't understand or something I have a question about. This is a quick, very easy way to get feedback and to assess where people are, what they understand, what they don't understand. You could distribute these at the end of your choir rehearsal or music class. You could do it one-on-one with each student in your studio at the end of their lesson one week. You could do it with adults. You could do it with young children, anybody who's old enough to write for themselves, or if you have some adult helpers in your room, even with younger children who might be struggling to write, they could voice their opinions and someone could write them down for them. Another quick way to assess learning and understanding is to ask your students to give you a quick thumbs up rating scale. My students will show thumbs up for things that they feel confident in or for things that they thought went well. They'll give me a sideways thumb for things that are so-so and then a thumbs down for things that were challenging or that they felt were too hard or that they really struggled with. Again, this is a very quick, very easy way to gather information on where people are and then adjust your teaching to meet them at that level. So number one is listen and observe. Number two is connect. Look for ways to learn about your students, your choir members, whoever it is that you're working with. Learn about their families. Attend events or things that they're involved in. Ask how their week's going and be present for their response. Take that extra step to get to know them better and learn about what's important to them. Create space for them to share things about their day or their life, and in return, share a few pieces of your own life. Be relatable. This will help you tailor your instruction to the individual, to personalize your approach. You'll be able to give better analogies and connect music learning to things that they already know and understand. This will also help you break things down and present new musical skills and concepts in multiple ways that connect with multiple ways of learning, visual, auditory, kinesthetic. By taking the time to get to know those you teach on a deeper level, you'll be able to teach them more effectively. Number three is encourage. As teachers, it's important to remember that everyone is different. We all have different learning styles, motivations, skills, experiences, values. 
when it comes to those you teach, it's important to work at their pace sometimes, to meet them where they are. Sometimes this means abandoning your own plans or goals for learning and reevaluating, reassessing what's attainable for this particular person or this particular group at this particular time. Be supportive and understanding, but gently challenge them to always do their best work, to be fully engaged and focused on the task at hand, to try their best, not give up on themselves. Offer positive feedback when you can. Use praise and encouragement to motivate them in a positive way, and use words of affirmation to build them up and help them take that next step. When it comes to praise and encouragement, try to be as specific as possible, both in regards to the given situation or whatever it is you're asking them to do, but also to the individual themselves. What's meaningful to them? What are their strengths? What challenges are they working to overcome? When you see them find success in something, encourage them by talking about the challenge that they faced and the skill and the mental focus that they used to keep trying and that they eventually used to overcome that challenge. Praise the effort, not the final outcome or their intelligence. So saying something like, I know how much you practice that tricky rhythm and your hard work really paid off versus you got that tricky rhythm, you're so smart. Do you feel a difference between those two? I wrote a whole blog post last year about ways to praise and how to use words that inspire, encourage, and motivate. So I'll include a link to that in today's notes. So to recap, today we talked about three ways to inspire and motivate those you teach. Number one was listen and observe, understanding where they're at and what they know. Number two was connect, learning about each person and what's important to them being relatable, and really tailoring your instruction to the individual. And number three was encourage, being supportive, kind, and affirming. Thanks so much for listening today. For written notes, related links, and more information on today's topic, visit ashleydanu.com fieldnotes. You can find me on Instagram at ashleydanu and at ashleydanublog on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you'd leave a review in Apple Podcasts. This will help others discover this content in the future. Plus, I'd love to hear what you like about the series and if there's anything specific you'd like to hear more of in the future. Again, thanks so much for tuning in today. See you next time.